Today's farmer panel, a couple of real leaders in the agribusiness world and they're both farmers of sorts. Although Doug Avery, the resilient farmer, doesn't seem to be doing much farming these days. He's all over the place. Uh, Shane McManaway joins us first, though, from Wairarapa. Shane, and, and you want to shed a positive light on farming today, and you're quite right, red meat prices at the moment, outstanding. Yeah, Jamie, they are. And, uh, you know, beef prices are, are uh, holding up there and looking like they're on the, on the rise still, So, which is good, and we've had a pretty pretty good sort of a season so that's in our favour and for us the venison prices are looking you know they're, they're talking about nine dollars and maybe a little north of that which would be good but you know with all that being said there is a, a real concern about the rising costs i mean the ceiling's getting a bit the floor's getting a bit closer to the ceiling our costs on a, uh, that are now mounting just to run the joint go up it's incredible just how much the uh, they're going up and have gone up over the last few months so uh Hopefully that uh, stops sometime soon, but I don't think it will. I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. On-farm inflation in excess of 10% at the moment. Mm. Food inflation running at 6.8%, so it's above that. And we heard from Balance Agronutrients this morning. There's been a lot of chat about it on social media uh, and yet another increase in the price of fertiliser. I'm not sure I see an end in sight in 2022. I hope like hell I'm wrong, Shane. Yeah, I do too, Jamie. But we'll deal with it as it turns up. I guess it's uh, it's it's not a uh, uh, New Zealand problem. It's a worldwide problem, and um, we're all in it together. But uh, but that being said, it would it would be a lot worse if we didn't have these uh, strong commodity prices. Doug, uh, Doug Avery, I facetiously said you weren't doing much farming, but a bloke like you never sleeps. You're like rust. You never sleep. You're always on the go somewhere. What are you doing in Western Australia? Because you did send me some pictures of some fairly big gear over there that you're having a play around with. Uh, yeah, Jamie, um, I'm over here, uh, Wendy and I are over here primarily to meet our new newest grandson who's eight weeks old and uh, that was awesome to catch up with him and uh, our youngest son who uh, is a grain agent and broker in Western Australia and I haven't seen him for four years, Wendy caught up with him in Adelaide three years ago but so it was a bit of a bit of family catch up but I've been catching up with people like Craig Higgerton uh, who uh, is doing uh, 8,600 acres of, of crop these days. He's, I was last year quite a few years ago and he was relatively small and uh, they've got a huge steep operation going as well so it's just inspirational but as Shane uh, alluded to it's a worldwide problem of inflation it's uh, 5.1% here but they're picking that it will go to 7% by the end of the year and today uh, at 10 o'clock Australian time, they're going to be announcing probably a 5.7% wage increase for a lot of the population. So it's, uh, a lot of people haven't lived through inflation, but it's a tough, it's a tough, tough, tough battle to fight. Well, those, those of us... To it, yeah. totally, oh, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, those of, us who, those of us who were farming in the 80s were speaking over one another. I apologise, it's the delay. Farming in the 80s certainly remember inflation. Doug, those Western Australia grain farmers, they're just about, about to name their price for their wheat at the moment. Uh, yeah, Jamie, the, 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 it's exactly what Shane said. The prices are huge and people have had a massive year, uh, but the cost is, is, is coming up from the floor in chemicals, and they use a lot more chemical and a lot more uh, inputs, fertilisers and stuff, than when I was over here last time. And one of the things that Wendy and I noticed, we suddenly noticed trees that were painted, painted blue, and I said to my son, what's that? And he said, oh, you would have heard Beyond, of Beyond Blue, the mental health program. And 
suicides and things like that over here, despite the fact that there's good times and agriculture is still really high. It's, um, it's a tragic process. Well, both of you have been involved in rural mental health. Shane, do you think it's at its lowest ebb ever at the moment? Um, Jamie, I've got no real evidence to say where, where it sits other than the fact that I know it's, uh, it's, it's still all around us. And uh, some of the challenges, I think, are... Um, that are coming upon us is how some of the messaging that we get fed to us. I don't know that uh, that helps. We know we seem to have a, a very negative sort of uh, view on a lot of things, and, and the, the media seem to look for the bad, not the good, which is uh, nothing new there. Um, and I think people just sometimes feel that, that, that the burden of uh, carrying on is, is too tough. But I can assure you. Uh, it's never that tough. It's always worth carrying on. Well, I think some of the media are shameful, and I've called out stuff for a disgraceful cartoon they had in the Sunday Star Times, and then TV3, when we had the announcement about Hiwaka Ekanoa, they described the farmers as the country's biggest polluters, which is exactly the wrong way uh, to, to to phrase it. And I'm, I'm with Shane on this one, Doug. I think the media has a responsibility uh, to front up and give farmers or give the primary sector a fair crack. Hey, yeah, I think I think uh, you know one of the things that we all need to learn is we're all we're all rowing our own canoe. And and like Shane just said, you know, if you if you uh, if you feel that you're always going into headwinds, well, that's exactly where you'll be. Uh, and you know, like a building a resilient mindset uh, as you surfing waves and learning how to deal with the troughs when you get in them and. Uh, you know, without being f- fearful or negative, I think that we're in for a tough period of time over the next couple of years. But as Jane also alluded to, you know what we can do when we unite and hold together. Okay, guys. Hey, just and we're not, we're, yeah, no, one we're not more, doing a lot of that, are we? One more, like, just give me 30 seconds each, because I know you're both of an age where you've helped children or worked with farm succession. Shane, is it easier or harder than it's ever been? Um, Jamie, I think it's actually uh, easier. I think it's easier because I think the uh, the need is greater. And, uh, you know, we've got an ageing farmer population. I think it's somewhere around the average farmer ages about 58, 59. Well, you know, you go out 10 years, you're 68, 69, and people don't want to be continuing to farm. So I think there's, uh, I think just out of necessity, I think we're going to have to make it work. And I I think it is working. I see some great examples. Okay, and Doug, just a quick final comment from you on that one, because I know that you've passed uh, the yeah, baton on to Fraser. Yeah, yeah, and 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 my whole family understands uh, the the process that we've gone through, and um, and you know it, it was a tough period of time emotionally for me, but I I, I decided I could deal with it, and we have, and um, that's liberated me to uh, do some of the stuff I didn't used to do when I was uh, when I was flat out on the farm. Good on you. Nice comments from the period. Doug Avery, Shane McManaway. Today's uh, Farmer Panel.